You know, a lot of a lot of podcasts have these really intriguing, intricate introductions. Um, great alliteration there, by the way. Um, this is the Moon White Audible. This is not one of those podcasts. This is Ethan Lee, Moon White Nation's one of one of two Moon White Nation site experts. There's two of us, Justin Strawn, um, who I hope to get on the show soon. I need to schedule that out. I need to figure out when, like all these other other guys that wanted to come on the podcast, want to actually come on the podcast. Uh, need to get that ironed out. Um, I know Will Larson was one at one point. He's got his own show now. Go check that out. I saw that the other day. That's pretty cool. It's with Andrew Miller. I haven't listened to it yet, though. Um, but more podcasts, in theory, are a good thing. I'm not going to go into the economics of it. But I'm just excited to see people create stuff. So, um, I don't know where I was going to go with that. This is the Moon White Audible. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Um, we are live from, again, not live, but we are, we, I am recording live from the Moon White Audible Studios, which is the, it's in my apartment. It's my apartment's master bedroom's bathroom's closet. Say that five times fast. So you are listening live from wherever you are at to the Moon White Audible in Ethan Lee's apartment's master bedroom's bathroom's closet. Boom. That's that's where the show is. Um, I'm glad y'all are listening. I appreciate it. I see that people download this show, so I know people are listening. You can't tell me otherwise. Uh, shout out to my mom for like downloading it 50 times. Probably what's happening here. Um, I don't know that my mom listens to podcasts, actually. But this is this is the Moon White Audible. I, well, no, I do know that she did listen to from the podcast tools for a while, so she does listen to some podcasts. But uh, this is the Moon White Audible. I'm gonna say that again. Uh, you can find this show on Spreaker. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Google Play, which is the one I always forget about, but it's where I use um, to buy like textbooks whenever I do buy textbooks for class. Seriously, go go check them out. Um, they're not sponsoring the show. It'd be great if they did, but yeah. So today on this episode of a very serious podcast, it's not serious. We are we are going to discuss some stuff. We're gonna go over some like SEC football scheduling stuff, some previewing stuff. Um, we're gonna go through the. Oh, I just got a text message. We're gonna go through some interesting storylines for Mississippi State, Kansas State. I wrote about that. Go check it out um, on Maroon White Nation, which is the site that makes all of this possible, and the people that make Maroon White Nation possible are fansided, so go check out fansided too. Um, but You can find all of that on Twitter. You can find it... I don't know if they have Instagram or not. Uh. Anyway, so getting into... Let's just go ahead and start with SEC football schedule. Uh, this upcoming weekend, we're going to preview it a little bit. We're going to talk about it. Um, we're going to talk about whether or not any of these games are actually truly interesting. Because there's like two that are actually worth talking about. Uh, three. Um, the first that is actually worth talking about, we are not actually going to talk about. And that's Mississippi State at Kansas State. The reason we're not talking about it on a Mississippi State podcast is because there's going to be another Mississippi State podcast tomorrow, the Myrna Watt Audible, tomorrow, Friday, yes, uh, we're going to talk about it then. Until then, you're just going to have to wait to hear my thoughts. That's at, you know, the game is on 
uh, Saturday at 11. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, potentially. Hopefully not all that interesting. Ho hopefully, from like the Mississippi State fan perspective, it's just a clear blowout. Clean, simple, easy. Um, I mean, there might be a chance that it's not. We're going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow as you listen. I don't know when you listen to these things, guys. Um, after, well, at the same time as that, actually. Vanderbilt and Nevada play at 11 or noon Eastern. We're, but we're going to go with like 11 um, because 11 is Central Time. And it's the time that we're going to use because I'm recording in Central Time. Um, Nevada, Vanderbilt, not really intriguing. I do think Vanderbilt's going to win. I think they're the better team. I think they've got a solid defense. I think their running game's going to be good. It's it's just a typical Vanderbilt team in the past couple of years. Um, you can check that out on SEC Network. I don't I don't know if you're really going to want to check it out. <laughs> Another game you're really not going to want to check out, Alabama-Arkansas State. Just go ahead and pencil in Alabama for like 88 points to like negative 17 for Arkansas State. Um, it, it's going to be a clear blowout. <laughs> Alabama's walk-ons could probably beat Arkansas State. So I just, just yeah, go ahead and pencil in the, crim the Crimson Tide. One and again. Um, one of the more interesting games this week, Georgia-South Carolina happening at 2.30 Central Time, same time as Arkansas State-Alabama. I don't know if I said the time for that. I don't know if I said it in the right time zone. I'm having to translate it because secsports.com is wrong. I've got all of their times as Eastern, and I hate it. Don't know why they do that. They don't even, like, mark that they're in, or they're in Eastern. That's interesting. Those nerds. Anyway, Georgia, South Carolina, third-ranked Bulldogs, 24th-ranked Gamecocks. This is one of the potentially more interesting games this week. Um, simply because, well, there's not much else happening in the SEC, first of all. Second of all, um, we are going to find out, one, how real Georgia is. Now, they went to the national title game a year ago. We are, we are very much set on, like, they are a real team. They are a real national title contender. We're just going to find out the validity of that going into this season. Um, they are more talented than South Carolina. That should not be questioned here. They are just top to bottom, better coach team than South Carolina. Also should not be questioned. But upsets happen. Um, and if you're a national title contender, you do not want to have an upset happen this early in the season. I'm really intrigued by this. I think South Carolina is a team that is wanting to get a victory against Georgia. They are wanting to put their flag down on the, the landscape and let everyone know that, hey, Will Muschamp's not a joke. South Carolina is a good team. And the, Gameco the Gamecocks want that. I just don't know if they're going to get that. Um, go ahead and pencil me in for a Georgia win by like two touchdowns. Uh, let's go 10 points. Um, I think South Carolina might be better than most people expect. Not as good as South Carolina fans hope. And I think this will be an intriguing game. Um, bum, 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 bum. After that game, well, no, it's going to be on the same time, but like kickoffs after that. Uh, S. Illinois, it's probably like Southern Illinois. It's taking on Ole Miss. The Ole Miss, Rebels, Landsharks. There's more like there's more mascot jokes that Mississippi State fans tend to make. I'm not going to make them. You've probably heard them all before. 
Yeah, the Ole Miss is playing S. Illinois. So that's how it shows up on the... Uh, that's really weird. They don't put like Southern or South. Uh, Ole Miss is going to win. They're, they're going to feel good. They might get ranked after this, depending on what else happens, who loses, how things shake out. Um, I don't know. Ole Miss going to win. They're going to win big. ETSU heads over to uh, Vols, Tennessee. It's, I think that's they're also in Eastern Tennessee. East Tennessee. Yeah. Vols going to win. Going to win big. Going to get their first win of the season. First one of the uh, Jeremy Pruitt era, so that's off to you, my dude. And then, I guess one of the more intriguing games, potentially. Um, Clemson, Texas A&M, game day, big sort of thing, ESPN's there, and it's just... A&M's not ranked. Um, we, haven't, we haven't seen them prove themselves yet. Clemson, number two team in the nation very definitively like the number two team in the nation as arguments to say that, Oh, you know, Oh gosh, I hit my cup of water. Um, good thing it didn't spill. They have arguments that they could make of like, Oh, we are the number one team in the nation. I think this game will be interesting. I think uh, interesting for a quarter, uh, from the perspective of let's see how long Jimbo Fisher's team can fight off the inevitable steamrolling that Clemson's going to give him. Clemson has one of the best defense fronts, in the country. They've got a really, really, really good offense. Oh, man. Um, I'm starting to feel bad for the Aggies here because I just think they're going to be outgunned on offense. And I don't think, really don't think, AM's offensive line is built to sustain the constant pressure that Clemson's defensive line is going to give them. Um, give me the Tigers here. Give them, give them a, a three-touchdown win. It's going to be it's going to be bad for AM. I really do think so. If AM like shocks the world. They're going to shock me in the process too. I will be thoroughly surprised if AM is competitive through three quarters of this game. Uh, not, I mean, I will pleasantly enjoy it if they take this game into the fourth quarter and make Clemson earn it. Um, if they outright beat Clemson, then there you go. Jimbo Fisher put AM on the map in year one. That's a huge, huge achievement to do. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm not, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. Mostly because I have, I have breathing issues. My lungs suck. Asthma. Asth asthma? Asth asthma. I can't ever say it right, honestly. I'll make fun of myself for saying it wrong. Um, SE Louisiana takes on LSU in Baton Rouge. Same time as the Clemson game. Um, it'd be really funny to watch SE Louisiana, Southeastern Louisiana. So Louisiana. Uh, it, it's literally spelled SE Louisiana on the on the website here. SECsports.com It'd be really fun to see LSU struggle here. <laughs> I would thoroughly enjoy that after a week in which LSU has been just hyped up almost irrationally. Um, LSU is probably better than I expected them coming into the season. I just would thoroughly enjoy it from the the national media, like, what do we do with LSU at this point? Uh, freak out. Which inevitably happen if LSU struggled against Southeastern Louisiana. They're not going to. LSU's going to win big. We can always hope that something interesting happens there. Missouri-Wyoming. Um, Wyoming's probably got a pretty good defense. 
a lot of people have been talking about in the offseason, including the podcast Nate Blade Nobody Guys. Um, Missouri, really good offense. I just don't think Wyoming has the talent to compete here. Give me Mizzou. Uh, let's go 24 points. Auburn, Alabama State. Auburn by like 700 points. It's not going to be close. It's going to be ugly. But again, Auburn would be another one of, oh, we get this big win, and oh, oh no, we struggle against nobody. Like, that would be fun to watch. I would appreciate the chaos. Make chaos happen, Alabama State. Please. Please do it. If you don't, eh, yeah, it is. It is what it is. Um, Kentucky, Florida is like the last, the last game that truly captivates my attention here. Um, because the next game is Arkansas, Colorado State. I don't, I don't know what to make of that one, but Arkansas is probably going to win that one. So we're going to, we're just going to go and say Arkansas wins and give me a field goal. Uh, let's go with six points, actually. Arkansas over Colorado State. Um, Florida, Kentucky. Florida's got, what, like three decades of wins straight, just consecutive against Kentucky, something like that. Um, the Wildcats, I had Wildcats in my mentions, not my mentions, they were, they were, Runa White Nation's mentions when I wrote that Mississippi State had owned Kentucky for the past decade. I can't imagine how mad they are at Florida. I mean, I can't imagine it because I, I saw Mississippi State fans reacted prior to, prior and then following, prior and post uh, 2014 LSU. That was really fun to watch, both sides of that. Um, so, you know, I could, I could see how, like, Kentucky fans might react to this game. Because um, it's just been pure dominance by Florida for so long. And Florida's been bad for, like, the past decade. Yeah, not even a full decade, but they've not been good for the greater part of this decade. So, we will see what happens here. If Florida wins, if Dan Mullen just carries on that winning streak, Kentucky fans are going to be furious. I will laugh my butt off. Um, similarly, if Kentucky breaks the streak, I'm going to laugh my butt off because Florida fans are going to be furious. Just just absolutely out of their minds mad at Dan Mullen. That would be fun to watch. And uh, make it happen. Make chaos happen. Let chaos rain down from the heavens here. Um, I think Florida probably wins by a field goal, which, yay, okay, we get Florida, we're going to get them overhyped, eh, so be it. Um, so give me the give me the Gators here, it's in the swamp, um, but I, I think that it, that will be the most interesting game in the second half of the SEC schedule here, starting from like Looking at their schedule on SCCSports.com, you've got AM um, being the other contender here, but in like the, the evening, afternoon, late night slate, that is the most interesting game. Um, arguably the most interesting game is Georgia, South Carolina. So, yeah, that's that's what we've got SEC football this week. Yeah. Go check it out. I'm going to take a drink of water and breathe. Breathing is good, my friends. Just don't try to breathe while you drink water. Okay. Getting into interesting storylines for Mississippi State this week. There's a few interesting uh, things. Just keep an eye on. You can read about this. I'm just going through my notes. 
from the article that I wrote. So just go ahead and go ahead and read the article. It'll be better than me just talking. Um, something interesting that we saw in Mississippi State's first game. Really not that surprising, but it's still interesting. It's just how explosive the Bulldogs' offense was. Now, you can say that, okay, that was against Stephen F. Austin. Um, and that's what leads me to this first interesting storyline of, will Mississippi State's offense continue to be that explosive away from Starkville and against a more talented defense? We're about to find out. Um, you know, I, I mentioned... I have mentioned several times, both in writing and I think in, in speaking, in worms, in worms, words, gosh, um, in my words, I don't have worms, by the way, guys, um, get your dog's heartworm medicine, though, because, yeah, uh, but I, I, I've mentioned this several times, both in writing and, I think, speaking, um, Keaton Thompson didn't complete a lot of passes, very low completion percentage. But he threw for 364 yards and five touchdowns. That's, that's I think, just phenomenal. 13 completions, 364 yards, five touchdowns, and no interceptions. Mississippi State's offense scored so incredibly quickly against the Lumberjacks. Will they be able to do that on the road? I think it may not be to that extent. And I think it'll be interesting um, to see with our quarterback returning, and we'll get to that in a second. Um... But just can the Bulldogs continue that trend of just constantly scoring left and right in these huge plays? The quarterback situation for Mississippi State is actually another storyline to keep an eye on. Because Nick Fitzgerald's returning. Um, he's officially back. No more suspension for him. Um, but how, how is he going to do in this offense? How is he going to do with this being his first game back from... Being so, so, ah, just thinking about that injury, it, it breaks my brain. So horribly injured, um, having your foot go, like, backwards, and not an ideal situation. How's, how's Fitz going to do with that? Um, I, we are going to find out. He's going to have to adapt to this offense. He's going to have to adapt to being back on the field, shaking off some rust. So we'll see what happens and how this goes. Um, that said... Nick Fitzgerald's back. Get pumped, guys. I'm excited to see what happens here. Uh, and worst comes to worst, we get Keaton Thompson back. If things don't go well with Fitz. That's also fine to me, too. Keaton Thompson's good. Nick Fitzgerald's good. I'm ready to see this offense go. And then, the third storyline. I just kind of want to... I want y'all to keep an eye on here. Is not about our quarterbacks. We've talked about our quarterbacks. But rather, keep an eye on Kansas State's quarterbacks. Because neither of them have been playing very well. Um, they're both abysmal against South Dakota. Which we talked about on uh, yesterday's podcast. That is that, you know, intentionally being bad? Is that some sort of ploy to sandbag the Bulldogs and come out of nowhere and shock them? I don't know. Um, together, in their first game, they completed 13 passes. Kind of like... Keaton Thompson did, but for significantly fewer yards. 13 passes out of 28 attempts, 152 yards. One touchdown, two interceptions. Together on the ground, they ran for 136 yards. 
They weren't good against South Dakota. And they're about to meet a much meaner defensive line. Um, Bill Snyder said earlier that he's going to play both quarterbacks. We will see. We, we will just, we're about to find out just what's going to happen with their quarterback situation against the Bulldogs. I'm not expecting either of them to play very well. Because I simply, I simply think that um, this defensive line, or I think that simply the Bulldogs defensive line is just going to steamroll everybody here. So, yeah, that's what I've got. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to break down, tomorrow being Friday, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, we're going we're gonna to preview this game, actually. Um, we're going to go to some of the ins and outs of it. We're going to talk about some players to keep an eye on for Kansas State, besides their quarterbacks. I mentioned their quarterbacks. We're going to talk, talk about the quarterbacks again. Um, but we're going to talk about some other players to keep an eye on. Um who to watch out for, and uh, hopefully we'll have some questions by then, because I, I need to send a tweet out to try to get uh, folks to ask questions. Looking at you, Mr. V and uh, Mr. Vanderlip and Lewis, y'all need, y'all need to send questions in. Come on, help me out here. Um, that's all I've got. That's, that's it for me from this very, very warm room need to get out of. It's hot. I can't breathe. I can breathe. I'm talking. Thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, check out the podcast on iTunes. Check out the podcast on Google Play. Go to Spreaker. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Yeah. Um, go over to... What is it? Marinawhitenation.com. Yeah, go check us out there. Go check out our written words. Not just our spoken words. Um... Check out all of our contributors there. We just got a new one. Go check him out, Jackson. He's great. And then go check out other podcasts. Go look at uh, Will Larson's podcast. Go look at... um, I'm blanking on names. Justin Strawn's podcast. How did I blank on Justin Strawn? Um, There's plenty of other Mississippi State fans out there that have podcasts. Go check them out. Old Dog Sports Radio has a pretty good catalog. Um, Brandon Walker's got a podcast. There was a controversy about me not listing it before. Um, this is pretty well produced. Go check it out. He's got some cool sponsors too. Um, who? I'm sure there are others. Sky Dogs, Steve Robertson. Go check out other podcasts. Help everybody win. Winning is cool. More people should win. Not that like everybody should win. Not we're not participation trophies here. Just go check out other people's content. It's always cool stuff. So, that's it for me, Ethan Lee. I'm going to go catch a breath. Y'all have a good one.